DraftKings, I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Pennick, and we got ourselves a little Monday night football preview of Giants versus Chiefs. We have Ron Cop Jr. of SB Nation joining later from, uh, you know, he covers the Chiefs, and then Danny King will join us for uh, quick picks, Giant Factors, and then our fantasy draft, which is getting really tight. But Justin, we got to talk about this Chiefs team. This Chiefs team is a dangerous team. How are you? Bobby Skinner, you look a little different. I do. But I feel like we've moved past that. It's like, all right, first day, it's it's gone. No, Hair's I mean, gone. The, the, the large majority of our listeners aren't on the YouTubes and they're not watching the streams. So, if um, he dies, he dies. But I put it, I put it on all social media. You platforms, did, so. yes, 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 you did. So Bobby Skinner's hair is gone. Um, we were talking in the Patreon chat before. I don't know if you look older or younger. I think you look both older and younger at the same time. I look younger, but more professional. Sure. Yes, media scum. You're a corporate man. No, more professional. I'm, I'm going to grow the goatee, and then just be, that's that's thug Bob. Love the goatee. Yeah, I'm excited for Monday Night Football. Excited for this game. You know, in the third quarter, you know, the, our emotions around uh, our excitement for the Giants playing the Chiefs may be different. But you know how last week you said, you know, this is a game that is winnable. You know, the Carolina team, they're three losses in a row and they're turning over the ball. And, and I was like, yeah, no, blah, blah, blah. The giants stink. And, but no giants are coming off of a win and they won it in an interesting way. And, um, you know, their defense performed well. So this is another one of those games where I'm not going to say that, Oh, I'm excited because the, I feel like the giants have a legitimate shot, but there are certain things that are, that the chiefs are doing that if certain things go the giants way, they could be in the football game. So get excited for this game, especially because the giants are coming off a win. Feel, I feel a lot more confident going into this game than I do the Dallas game. How about that? Yeah, um, fair. You know, and that was coming off of the Saints win, which we felt at a lot. We felt a lot higher as Giants fans than we did coming off of the Panthers win. Um, you know, and, and there's a lot of reasons for it. We'll get into it all. Before that, this episode was only it was only brought to you by one person, and his name, and this is his real ne- name, is Stephen Sugden. Sugden. Love a good alliteration. It's, well, it's not about the alliteration. It's Stephen Sugden. So why don't you suck them nuts? Oh, got me. But that's his real last name. Who who are these uh, uh, nut suggers? Stephen went to patreon.com slash talking giants. One, you get to hang out with us after games, game reactions, and you get to react with us and talk with us and feel all the emotions. Two, Bobby Skinner sends you free magnets. Three, you have an opportunity twice a month to win some shirts for um, from off of the Talking Giants store. And then also, I recently just posted, I have to see if it got any kind of like any comments or reactions because I'll respond to it. I included like the timeline of how I edited the stats report video from Adobe Premiere Pro and you saw all the, the moving parts and the cuts and all the different colors and stuff like that. So I sometimes we give like backdoor previews or backdoor stories about like how we actually produce the content that we do. Patreon.com slash Talking Giants. Thank you to our patrons. All right, do you want to talk about the Chiefs' offense or defense first? Offense. It's more exciting. But we could be talking about our offense, which is not exciting. So we'll go about the, We'll go with the Chiefs' offense. So it's a lot of talking points around this Chiefs' offense, and it's they haven't been found out, Justin. Like, this Chiefs' offense hasn't been found out, but it does have some issues when you, uh, when you take into the fact how bad their defense is. You know, if the Chiefs just had a middling defense, we wouldn't the talking points wouldn't be there. But because the Chiefs' defense is bad, so many points are there. Because Patrick Mahomes is completing over sixty-seven percent of his passes, which is really good, with three hundred thirty yards per game. 
He's got 18 touchdowns, uh, passing touchdowns this season, Justin. Uh, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey are combining for 170 yards per game. They got nine touchdowns between the two of them. They're averaging 4.7 yards per carry on the ground, which is fifth highest in the NFL. This Chiefs offense is still moving the ball at an elite level, and they are still scoring at an elite level. But here's the but. But Patrick Mahomes has the most interceptions in the NFL right now. Yeah, points per drive, the Chiefs are fourth in the NFL. Yards per drive, they're first. Turnovers per drive, they're 32nd. One out of every four drives, the Chiefs are averaging an offensive turnover. One out of every four drives this year. And it really, it really all, it isn't all, it is not all on Patrick Mahomes, where a ton of those balls have been off the hands of Kelsey, off the hands of Hill, um, Clyde Edwards Hilaire had a little bit of a fumble problem kind of towards the beginning part of the year too. Who won't be playing today. He will not be playing on Monday, so they or won't Monday, uh, not today. They they won't be having that uh that Clyde Edwards Hilaire fumble problem. But it it just seems like turnovers have been finding this Chiefs offense, but at least on the offensive side of the ball, it's not impacting them where it's impacting them and it's, it's on the defense. And I you know, people wouldn't be talking about and maybe this is maybe this is a little bit of a stretch, but people wouldn't be talking about the Chiefs regressing as much on offense if it wasn't for their piss poor defense that just allows a lot of points on on their end. So it's crazy how the Chiefs' offense, as the years have kind of gone on, they operate in a way which they turning over the ball should kind of be like a norm because Patrick Mahomes pushes the ball downfield. There's such an explosive play offense between the weird arm angles and running outside the pocket, throwing on the run, these unconventional plays. This is an offense where it's not surprising to see that they are turning over the ball. I mean, they're turning over the ball at such a high margin and it's much higher than the rest of the NFL. But this is like, oh, for this Chiefs offense, it's kind. it should be expected in some ways. Um, so that's why, you know, there's a conversation happening. Is the Chiefs offense fine or will it be fine and I think the right thing to say is that it will be fine because I think the such high rate of turnovers that they're doing right now, it's not sustainable for them. They're going to take better care of the ball eventually. I hope it's not starting on Monday. You are the second time you haven't unmuted yourself. Freaking pissing me off. <laughs> um, yeah, it's totally lost. It's And for you know the Giants scheme-wise, I think they should kind of stay in some of the things I've critiqued are some, like, this is the week that you do this stuff. This is yep. the week that you put, you know, two high safeties. And Patrick Mahomes has faced more two high safety looks than, you know, than, than anybody in the NFL. And I that is I, true. You, you yep. know, you had that, you had that stat. Uh, you know, and it's like, they, they run the ball well, but they, they don't stick to it, you know, where it's like, they're really good in yards per carry, but they're, you know, like they're like 17th and just total rushing yards. Like they don't, they don't, they don't stick with it. You know, they're not patient. So they're kind of an impatient offense. Like they just, you know, and that's, that's what's led to turnovers. So that's where it's like, I'm not expecting the Giants defense to have a good game no. or, you know, sh- shut them down or anything. But what I am expecting is like, Hey, we maybe we'll we can get some red zone stops and some turnovers and that can lead to holding them to uh 22 23 points which is that's still like that's giving up a good amount of points but when you consider it's the chiefs like you take that yeah that's the hope it's kind of crazy how it's a reversal of roles this year for the chiefs their passing offense right now is ranked 22nd in explosive pass play rate and their rushing offense is actually top 5 well, it has everything to do with those two high safeties. Yeah, it's like, and- hey, you're not going to get the you're not going to get this on us. You're going to have to be patient, which leads to a lot more open running lanes. Yeah, and that and that's what the NFL and you know really you know I'm saying you know follow the Chiefs' lead in terms of how to be a productive offense in the NFL, right? Like shocker, that's uh of course every NFL team should trying to should try to replicate that. But the Chiefs have always done a very good job, especially under with Patrick Mahomes, selectively knowing when to run the ball where running the ball more often than not is something that is not going to be a tremendously positive play. But when they run the ball, it's third and short. When they run the ball, it situationally makes sense. And they always do a very good job of playing a matchup game where if there are less guys in the box, if there are only five, six guys in the box, it's a great time to run the ball. It's a great time when you have a favorable front. And the Chiefs are able to dictate because they have the quarterback and because they have the skill position players they're able to perfectly dictate you know what they want to do based off of the situation based off the personnel the defense has to let's talk about some matchups sure Tyreek Hill 
I'm very interested to see what they do because James Bradbury is the cornerback one. But Adore Jackson had success versus Tyreek in Tennessee. You know, and that's a, that's kind of like a, that's a speed versus speed matchup. Yeah, I want to see that matchup. I want to see it again. Basically, do, every single. Do you wide think they'll receiver, pull the trigger and do it though? I I hope so. I I really do because Brad when Bradbury has been really beat this year, it's been because of speed. You know, see the CD Lamb play, or was it CD Lamb or Amari Cooper? No, it was CD Lamb that had a really big explosive play on the right sideline that led for a touchdown. You know, yeah, sure, Julian Love needs to get over there as a as a safety and cover that side of the football field, but Dory Jackson is just flat out faster than James Bradbury, and I I want him to be the guy that's kind of following or at least most of the time covering Tyreek Hill. I know it's not realistic in this Giants defense to expect cornerbacks to follow somebody. That's just not what Patrick Graham's going to do. But I would hope that Adoree Jackson finds Tyreek Hill most of the time. If I'm the Chiefs offense, I'm saying I want Tyreek Hill on James Bradbury. I really do. Yeah, I agree. I just don't know if they'll pull the if they'll pull the trigger off that and be like, all right, yeah. here, cornerback one, you're not covering their wide receiver one. What do you do with Travis Kelsey? Because I don't have an answer for that. I, I don't have an answer. Part for of that. me wants to be like, man up, Logan Ryan on. Like, I just, it's. It's almost like you, in a sense, in zone, you can like double cover him. It's, it's, there's really no answer to it. I mean, no, uh, there's, there's, it's, he is, it's why tight ends like that are so valuable, you know, and it's why when people talk about positional value, I value tight ends a lot higher than a lot of other people. Yeah. Um, because like this, there's, there's, there's really no answer for that. Like you got throw different looks at him. I, I, I don't know how you stop Travis Kelsey. I just don't. Yeah. I, I don't have an answer. <laughs> I don't have an answer. And we talked about it on Wednesday's show with uh, with losing Peppers and people critiquing Peppers' uh, coverage abilities. Well, it's when you th- when you think about the type of athletes that some safeties have to go up against, especially tight ends. You know, cornerbacks and wide receivers sometimes they can relatively be the same size. They can relatively you know have the same speed, but tight ends they're just the freakish athletic guys that can run faster than safeties and they're stronger than safeties at times. So it's tough. That's, that's probably going to be the biggest X factor of, of, of this game. Anything else you got on their offense? No, I, I, you were mentioning like keys for the giants. If the giant, the giants need to stop the run when the chiefs decide to run the ball, which is 33% of the time. Chiefs largely, I believe their run to pass ratio is like sixty six percent to thirty three percent, which their that pass ratio is one of the is one of the highest in the National Football League. When the Chiefs decide to run the ball when they view that they have a favorable front, the Giants need to stop it. Do not allow them to flip the game script, flip the game schedule by running the ball. Really, it's it's forcing them to throw the ball because hopefully eventually Patrick Mahomes will run into a mistake. There's been a lot of interceptions that have been the hands that have been in the hands of these Giants defenders this year, and I almost feel like it's a coin flip on whether they drop it or whether they catch it. This is a game where you got to catch them if the ball, if those interceptions are in your hands, because you've got to flip the game. Yeah. You got to if you have an opportunity to flip momentum on your end, you have to do it. So there you go. The interior has to win versus O line. Like yep. I know Orlando Brown's coming um, under a little fire after this past game, but I don't expect our edge guys to uh, even Aziz to win versus Orlando Brown. I think he'll be able to handle them. Um, so, but you, you, our, we have to win versus our interior D line has to win versus their interior O line. So, eat yep. Trey Smith and Creed Humphrey's lunch, which I think our guys are capable of. Um, with our offense, now this is coming off of a game of good job, Jason Gay. You moved the pocket. You did a bunch of three step drops. You couldn't, you know, you you knew what your O line is. This week, you have to do the exact opposite. That will not work versus those Chief, Chiefs defense. That we will make the Chiefs defense look good if we do that because that plays into their hands. You know, where the Panthers have those edge rushers and play a bunch of man coverage. The Chiefs have the they have the least amount of sacks in the entire NFL with eight. Eight they have eight <laughs> sacks in seven games. Now we thought we were bad. They're middle of the pack pressure wise, where the Giants are you know, the Giants are actually high, like, you know, top half of the league in sacks, but just bottom four in pressure. Like, they're kind of the opposite of that. But I understand. You're going to – they, and, and this is what bothers me is, like, I don't think – like, you have to, in a sense, embrace that some drives are going to go bad this game, and you're going to have sacks, you know. 
Like you can't you can't coach this game afraid of being sacked and having Daniel Jones get hit in the pocket because you have to attack them downfield versus their zones because their linebackers are bad in coverage, their safeties are over aggressive, and that's how you win. Like I don't care if they're showing too high. You have to be going into plays being like, We're gonna get that safety to pop up and make the wrong decision, put someone in conflict, and we're gonna get a big play out of it. I don't care who the personnel is. They cannot they can't have that same do some of that stuff. You know, there's balance to it. I'm not saying to be the most aggressive offense of all time. But if they can't ru- run out the same game plan as they did last week. Because one, they don't have the pass rushers that you need to worry about. They don't play man coverage. They don't play a lot of man coverage. Like, this can be a game where you score a bunch of points. You have to trust Daniel Jones and his weapons downfield. Shep's probably going to be back. Slayton will be there. Let those guys work on, on two sides. And hell, maybe even use Evan Ingram right one time in his career. Yeah. Of, of with Jason Garrett. So I mentioned the Chiefs offense, they're first in the National Football League in yards per drive. Well, the Chiefs defense, they're last in the National Football League in yards per drive, where they're allowing the most yards per drive, 41.27. Points per drive, Chiefs offense was fourth. Chiefs defense is last. They're allowing the highest points per drive rate in the National Football League, 2.93 per drive. And the you know they're about average in turnovers per drive. Um, the Now, the, what the Giants need to do, last few weeks, uh, I gave it a little bit more of an excuse if they didn't do it. But this week they need to they need to produce more explosive plays. Uh, the Chiefs' defense they allow an explosive pass play at the sixth highest rate, and they're ranked 22, 22nd in highest um, explosive run rate in the National Football League. So they need to produce more explosive plays this game. It it, it needs to happen. Um, I I personnel kind of be gone because of just how bad the Chiefs have been against everybody this year. How bad that Steve Spagnuolo defense old friend, which we know. When Steve Spags has a good defense, they're really good. But when Steve Spags has a bad defense, they are bad and they are piss poor and they are bottom of the barrel. I almost feel like there's no in between with him. So we know what we got to do against a defense like that. At least as fans, we know what we got to do. And I think producing explosive plays and finishing drives, putting seven points on the board instead of three, that needs to be a key this game. So. And they will be there. They will be there. You got you to gotta take those chances, though. Like you cannot come into this game with a conservative game plan. I'm sorry. The, and part of and you know what? If we were just playing against the Chiefs defense and the Panthers offense, I'm I might say like, all right, you know. But it's part, half of the bat, half of the issue is who's on the other side, and it's Patrick Mahomes, and it's Andy Reid, and it's Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. You can you have to go into this game expecting a shootout. Yeah. Um. They're gonna celebrate every time you kick a field goal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. It's, when you get down to the twenty-five, tr- attack the end zone. Attack the end zone from the eight yard line instead of trying to get down, run down to the one yard yep. line. Um, you know, you have to score. And I know this sounds sports radio, but like you have to score touchdowns in this game. Let's talk about injured players. Are do you think there's any hope for Galladay, Saquon, or Tony? Because I'm holding out a little hope for Tony. Holding out a little hope for Tony, but no to Galladay, no to Barkley. Uh, Barkley is going to be back against the Raiders. That's that's what I've been saying. That's the report that I was out there, and I believe it. So. Tony, Tony is the only one I have hope for. Galladay and, and Saquon would surprise me. Shep's gonna be back unless yep. there's another unless there's another setback. Um, but yeah, uh, Tony, I have a little bit of hope for, but I'm I'm expecting no. Are you expecting Tony or no? I, I am expecting to be without Kadarius Tony. Sucks. Um, anything else? I want to be talking Monday night about a good offensive performance. I really do. Even if it's not great, right? If it's a great offensive performance, then maybe we have a shot at the game. Kind of expecting the defense to have more of a letdown game, but I want no matter what, and you know, and this is on Daniel Jones, this is on Matt Parrott, this is on Darius Slayton, this is on Evan Ingram, this is on Kyle Rudolph, this is on the these guys to go out there, and it's on Jason Garrett, go out there and have a good offensive performance where I do not want to be sitting behind this microphone Monday night I can deal with the loss, but I cannot deal with, oh, they just didn't try to produce the explosive plays. Oh, I just feel like we didn't try and we kind of just accepted a loss without before we even stepped foot on the field because of our game plan. Give your guys a shot. That's right. Read the ad. Read the ad. So, guess what? Last week, I talked about Roman and how great it is, and I think I scared Bobby Skinner a little bit by saying that Mikey and I were going to spoon in my bed after I took some Get, get Your Man. Getro Man? What do you say? Getro Man. Getro Man. Like the superhero Getro Man. I got it. 
away. So it worked out great. Now, Mikey's not with me now. He'll join me for the second half of the show. But we got to talk about Roman a little bit more. When the moment for intimacy arrives, you need to be ready. Roman ready. Whether you've been in a relationship for years or you're just getting started, having the confidence that comes from preparation means that you're free to enjoy the moment when that special moment comes. Even though you're far from ordinary, which, I mean, that's certainly true. I mean, I just talked about spooning with my dog and... Yeah, you're a weirdo. Bobby Skinner somehow looks older and younger at the same time without hair. The truth is, is that ED, it's really common. In fact, got some facts, love my statistics, 52% of guys aged 40 to 70 experience some fort some form of erectile dysfunction, go to GetRoman.com slash JohnBoy now to speak with the U.S. licensed healthcare professional about erectile dysfunction. Erectile? Erectile? Said that weird. And get $15 off your first month of treatment. So, that is, go to GetRoman.com. Treatment for show. Ooh. Get your treatment and then you'll get your treatment. So one more time, GetRoman.com slash JohnBoy today. And if you're prescribed, you get $15 off your first month of ED treatment. Make sure you're ready to have the confidence and control this fall. Make sure that you are Roman ready. Make your um, make your Switzerland go from this to this. Wow. How about that? Roman. Be a little too fat for her, but it's all good. All right. Oh, hey. Uh, we now uh, bring on Ron Cop Jr. of SB Nation covers the Chiefs. Interview. Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. All right. We now welcome on Ron Cop. He covers the Chiefs for SB Nation. Um. And he's been able to cover some some really good Chiefs teams, and now they're three and four in kind of a weird spot. Um, and we're trying to figure out why why they're at three and four. Ron, the first question I'm going to ask is: the Chiefs are still putting up a ton of points. They're still putting up a ton of yards. Patrick Mahomes is putting up a bunch of t- like everything looks right except for the fact that Patrick Mahomes has like the ninth most interceptions in the NFL, or or, or he has nine in the most in the NFL. What? How are those interceptions happening? Because not every interception is created equally. Is it is it him just forcing it? Is it him not being patient? Like, or is it you know something else? Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's it's a balance. Uh, about half of them are honestly uh, his receiver's fault or another per- player's fault in terms of you know passes bouncing off Tyree Kill's hands. That's happened twice that have turned into interceptions. Another receiver bounced off his shoulder pads through his hands and has turned into an interception. But then the other half is exactly what you were alluding to. He is pressing, and he admits it. You, you hear him talking in the media, and he admits that he is pressing. Um, he, he, he doesn't want to. He's not trying to, but it's just kind of naturally happening. And, yeah, it's, it's led to some really bad turnovers. I mean, man, some of these interceptions this year have been awful. I've, I feel like I've heard him say that was the worst interception of my career like three times this year. Um, and, and they're just really uncharacteristic of him. He's always been a guy who pushes the ball downfield and everything, but – it's just gotten to the point where he's doing it so unnecessarily or so in, in just terrible situations, whether it's where, you know, they're in field goal position and they could just settle for a field goal, you know, on third down, he decides to throw it as he's getting sacked or they're up 11, you know, in the Ravens game late in the game. Hey, you know, let's just work, play the field position game, get a punt. Instead he throws it up while he's getting tackled. So yeah, it's, it's just uncharacteristic, uncharacteristic stuff that he just needs to kind of, you know, settle down a little bit and, and play within the play within the game and kind of, not try to do too much is is, is kind of the, the cliche thing to say, but it's true. It really is. Is it something you guys feel like, okay, like it's not going to keep going like this the rest of the year? Or is it like, like you know, like the offense is still really good and this is the way they're going to play and it's just going to be something we're going to have to live with? Yeah, it's hard to imagine that it'll keep ha- continuing at, at the rate it's been. You know, I, I do think there is some legitimacy to the ball security issues that the team has shown, but – they've been averaging like three turnovers a game since week three. I mean, that's, or week two. So that's not, you know, that's, that's not something that can happen, you know, moving forward. I mean, they're on pace to have 40 plus turnovers this year and Andy Reed chiefs team has never had more than like 17 or 18 in a season. So yeah, I, I imagine it won't be as dramatic all year, but it's, it is a thing that, you know, will, will aid them and will hurt them as the season goes. Just maybe not as much where you're talking three or four turnovers in a game. I mean, that is a huge number. 
Yeah, we we record the 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 beginning part of this pod already. My co-host says like they're averaging a turnover every four drives. It's like there's just there's no way that that's. I hope it doesn't happen this week, but you know that's gonna stop eventually. Um, right. Right. Now the the talking point also has been that, and again we're talking about the Chiefs' offense like they're not good. They're still, I mean, they're or at least like they're really good. You know, like you know they're putting up a ton of points, ton of yards. Um, but Patrick Mahomes is facing the most uh, too high, you know, too high safety looks in the NFL right now. The Giants have went from not doing that at all to really their identity this year. And then uh, the explosive like pass rates, uh, pass plays for the for the Chiefs is twenty seconds. So when their their offense is clicking, is it still like all right, we're getting off these big plays, or is it like hey, they're giving us too high, we're going to run and run well versus it, or like how? What does the Chiefs' offense look like when it's when it's at its best? Well, and, and that's the thing. So to cl- to kind of, you know, clarify how the offense is playing this year, first of all, you know, at the beginning of the year, the first four or five games, yeah, it, it was clicking on all cylinders. It was just turnovers really screwing them at bad times. These last few weeks, I will say, it, it has just not been good in general. I mean, they're, they, they haven't really been uh, – that Bills game that was really ugly, first half against Washington, they really couldn't get a lot going. And then, the, you, I mean, everyone seen, saw that Tennessee game. I mean, they could not get a single thing going. And a lot of it was, yeah, Patrick Mahomes just just not playing within the offense. Terrible pocket presence. You know, the pass protection wasn't that great either. But and so I, I, I guess to, to answer your question, it's just that they're not really adjusting their offensive game plan, it seems like to. And, and it's crazy to say this, you know, they've been facing the too high stuff all year, but it just still seems like they're not attacking. You're not seeing any route concepts that attack, you know, traditional route concepts that attack cover two, you know, two man where you're talking about like a, maybe a, a vertical up the middle, you know, Travis Kelsey up the middle to split the safeties, you know, and two, you know, two flag routes on the outside, that sort of thing. You're not seeing, you're not seeing plays that kind of are supposed to be attacking what is too high, uh, you know, too deep uh, safety looks. And that's on Andy Reed there. But at the same time, you watch the tape. A lot of times Pat is missing those, uh, you know, some routes too. So it's kind of everywhere. And it's just, it, the whole offense is just not clicking right now. Um, I, you know, they were historic all year. There have been historic all year, but lately they really have not been. It would, it, it's been, it's gotten worse as the seasons went on, which is crazy to say. Okay. Ed, Ed, uh, you know, the, the running back Edwards Alaire is out. Do you think there'll be any drop off with, you know, going to Darrell Williams as like the, the lead guy? A little bit. Um, he, he's a, he's a tougher runner. He's more of a, a downhill, you know, uh, kind of a, a in the box will, will be really, really hard to tackle, kind of get some, a couple yards after first contact kind of runner. Clyde, Clyde is a tough guy to tackle too, but in different ways, he's a little more elusive, uh, but neither of them are, are, are very explosive. And that's kind of been missing from the chiefs offense too. I will say, cause their run blocking has been great this year when they, when they've really, when they've really established the run, they've been really dominant up front, uh, moving linemen and everything. And running backs just haven't been taking advantage of it. Uh, you know, Clyde is getting as many yards as there is there. You know, uh, it, it's not he's not getting much more than what's being blocked for him. So and Daryl's kind of the same way. So it's not much of a drop off, but it is a little bit of drop off. Daryl just is a little, you know, less elusive and more just in the box, you know, uh, gain, you know, six, seven yards on a power play, that sort of thing. Right. So on the defensive side, I mean, we we know Steve Spagnuolo as, as much as as well as well as you guys do. And. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's the crux of the team right now is, you know, you mentioned the offense and maybe not being great the past few weeks, but the defense has been consistently bad. How, how is it bad, though? Like, is it like, hey, we got corners that guys pick on? Do our linebackers horrible in coverage or no? Pa- I mean, I see you don't get a bunch of sacks, but like middle of the pack of pressure. Like, how, like, what is the main issue with the Chiefs defense right now? Well, it's gonna, it's almost a cop out answer, but it, 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 it's true. And I've been saying this, it's, you know, usually with, with bad defenses or just defenses that aren't performing, at least you have one level of the defense, maybe playing well. And that helps the other levels of the defense to kind of turn it around. Maybe, you know, if you have a good pass rush, your cornerbacks get help. If you have good coverage, it allows your pass rush to get home. No level of the chiefs defense is playing well. So it's kind of just like doubling down how bad they are because no, no level is, is playing well at all. The pass rush has not been able to get home. I will say They've gotten Frank Clark healthy the past couple of weeks. Chris Jones is now uh, healthy. He's missed a few games. I think, and, and the Titans game, I think I did see a little improvement, even though they didn't, they still, their sack numbers still didn't go up. But yeah, the pass rush has been non-existent all season. Linebackers are super unathletic, man. Uh, you know, offense has been attacking the Chiefs defense outside the numbers, you know, in the flats and, and, and that kind of thing. And, and they're, you know, 
plays that should be going for two, three yards are going for 10 yards because linebackers just aren't getting there, getting out there in, in, in enough time. And yeah, the DBs just aren't really, uh, you know, covering well either. You know, Spags is trusting him to play a lot of man because he's been blitzing late, make up for the pass rush, and they're getting beat. You know, uh, AJ Brown kind of terrorized this this secondary last week, and and the Giants have a few receivers that could do the same thing if they're healthy and, and plays. Yeah, t- Tony. Sorry, you're breaking up. Oh, sorry. Well, I, oh, you're good. You're say- good. Now. You're good now. But you, could, yeah, some waters. I was going to say with the wide receivers, Tony. If Tony could play, it's like it's. I mean, he's Giants fans' favorite player right now because he just right. he can change a game. And I see you guys give up a decent amount of yak, but I, I just don't think he's going to play. But you'll probably get, you know, Shep and Slayton out there. Yeah, but and even a Kenny Galladay is the type of receiver that's been giving the Chiefs trouble too, a kind of a bigger physical receiver that can go up and get it. But, yeah, there's been a lot of missed tackles in the secondary, the second level of the defense as well. So, Tony is not the type of guy you want to see if you're struggling to tackle. He has been – quite a playmaker so yeah it's just to answer your question in full though it's just nothing is good with this defense right now no level of the defense is playing well and it's kind of just making the whole unit even worse than it could be if maybe just one level of the defense was playing well all right i got three quick questions that maybe aren't super like tied into this matchup the first one is nick bolton i liked him in the draft what is he right now because i kind of pegged him i was like hey he can plays the run really fast and aggressive, but it's like his instincts and coverage are horrible. Is that? Yeah, you got it. Yeah, you you nailed it, man. Uh, that's exactly what we're saying here in Chiefs Kingdom. We're getting excited about him coming downhill, shooting through gaps. He leads the NFL in tackles for loss this year, which is crazy, or he's tied for the lead. Um, but, yeah, he's he's been awful in, in terms of covering his hook zone, kind of just getting depth and being aware of what routes could be around him. Uh, just kind of not kind of being in just no man's land. But. It's so frustrating because he's so athletic and he should be a good coverage linebacker, but he's just not. It's it's frustrating with Bolton. Yeah, yeah, you can tell it's really just mental. It's really just him not really getting the 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 awareness down of like, hey, you know, if I see this tight end releasing past me and I don't see any other routes underneath me, I might want to gain some depth so it's not an easy throw to the tight end, that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, but he is playing really well against the run and. I think they should be playing him over Anthony Hitchens, the uh, the the start of the you know the starter that's been here for three years now. Uh, he Hitchens, you know, he's the captain of the defense a little bit, but he's he's just not as as good against the run as Bolton and and Bolton kind of proved last week his performance as the Titans that he should be playing a lot more. So I'd, I'd say that I think Bolton should be the is the team best the team's best linebacker right now. Excuse me. We spent a month on DeAndre Baker and, and the 20, 2020 offseason. I mean, we were talking to – I mean, this this show became like a, you know, a criminal investigation podcast. <laughs> How are you guys taking care of uh, our guy DeAndre Baker? Yeah, we were all excited about him, man. Uh, you know, we, we, we kind of, you know, got into the reclamation project. Chiefs have kind of been famous for that over the years, I feel like, with Andy Re- – or just an Andy Reid coach team, I should say. He's pretty good about bringing those guys in, I guess, and – and, you know, kind of making the best out of that situation. Um, just hasn't really been able to see the field, though. Uh, guys like Rashad Fenton have kind of emerged and, and, and played a lot better than Baker has in his limited snaps. Um, but I do, I do think Baker is the team's fourth best cornerback. They're not playing him like that. He's actually been inactive on game days most of the time. But uh, I think if they give him a chance to, to play over Mike Hughes, the other offseason addition, he is better than him. And I think he, he has a role on this team. And, and I think he has a future if, if uh, they give him the chance to. Last one, and this doesn't have to do with football, but it's, it's kind of fascinating. What is – how is, in Chiefs land, Patrick Mahomes' brother and wife perceived? Because from the outside <laughs> looking in, it's like, you know, it's two people living their life, leave them alone. But it's like – but they do put themselves out there and and get people pissed off at them, seems like, every single week. Yeah, well, hey, I, I don't really get a chance to talk about this much, so I appreciate you asking because I, I do think it is fascinating too. I, I – I, if I'm Patrick, man, I'm sure it gets a little older, just kind of a tiring, especially when you see stuff like the Ravens game where Jackson, you know, poured water on the fan or whatever. And I know the fan was probably saying something that was worth it. Maybe uh, the Washington game, he makes news because, and it may not even been his fault, but standing on the logo. I mean, that kind of stuff, I'm sure it just annoys Patrick and I'm sure it does kind of like irritate him a little bit, but he's such a nice guy. I doubt he's really, you know, doing anything about it. And, you know, Jackson's his little brother, you know, he's, he's probably just trying to be, you know, maybe gives him a little like, Hey, just kind of make sure you chill out a little bit. But uh, no, I, I, it is, it is pretty, 
I don't know. I, 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 we dealt with the Eli Apple's mom, Annie Apple. I mean, she was, <laughs> yes. she was famous among Giants fans. And so it's like, it's always weird when it's like you're, you're talking about the team, but it's like this family member is extremely vocal and online. And it's, and it's like you can't even, you can't ignore it even if you want to. Yeah, exactly. And he's made his own, he's, he's his own person now, Jackson. And, you know, now, you know, it's based off of because Patrick became famous. Um, but now he's kind of famous himself. And yeah, putting in the spotlight like that, man, it's uh, the more times you're in the spotlight, the worse, you know, I, I kind of always say, you know, it's not, it's not great to be in the public uh, sphere as much as you can. So yeah, that, that's really what it is. But I'm sure if I'm Patrick, man, it does, it does get old a little bit. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, Ron, we appreciate you coming on and, and giving us some info. Where can people follow you if they want to, you know, get some more info on the chiefs? Absolutely. Yeah. I actually just put up an opponent scout article. Uh, hopefully you guys can read that and see, uh, you know, if I'm accurate or not on how I see the Giants season going so far, but arrowheadpride.com. Follow me on Twitter at Ron underscore cop K O P P. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to a fun game. It should be a fun one Monday night. Yeah. This will be my final question. What is it like the Giants are two and five. Is it like a, this needs to be the time we get right. Or is it, or is, or is it, overlooking not i mean uh, overlooking is the wrong word are you just are chiefs fans are like it's the giants like we can we're gonna win this no it, it's not like that anymore <laughs> like you know it, it's very pessimistic around here um with not even just the way or you know the loss is just the way they've lost so they're not overlooking anybody and the giants do present them some things i you know uh one thing is they're the the, the talented pass rush in my opinion you know uh, we saw the titans kind of get right like that and uh you know the giants also have some weapons as we talked about so uh, all that to say uh, the team or the fans aren't really overlooking this and it's kind of a nerve-wracking game because if the chiefs lose this one then you know the season's down the toilet uh you know right now you can kind of say oh they've lost to a lot of good teams but man if, if if you lose to the giants at home on a primetime game you know no matter how good the giants are honestly just a home game monday night in this situation it's not good. So yeah, it's a little, it's a little panic mode. I don't think anyone's overlooking the giants. And, and on the opposite end, if the giants can win on Monday night football versus the chiefs, the giants will be the cockiest three and five team, or at least their <laughs> fan base will be the cockiest three and five team that, that has ever walked the earth. Uh, so, Oh Ron, yeah. Are, are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, Monday night Arrowhead. Yeah. If you come in and win that one, uh, especially with all the injuries you guys have, I kind of deserve to be cocky a little bit. Right. And that seventh wild card spot is just like, right there we're one game back so <laughs> ron there appreciate you, you uh giving us some time yeah thank you i appreciate it no holds bad he was he took me in the low post and won but i think we had on the varsity hey there you better how you doing today well do you know what's happening right now bobby and justin do you know it's the fall classic it's the world series is upon us and DraftKings sportsbook an official sportsbook partner of the 2021 World Series has a no-brainer offer you have to take a swing at. New customers can bet just $1 on any World Series game and win $100 in free bets if either team gets a hit. While a, while a double no-hitter would be amazing, we're betting on some action. Imagine a double no-hitter in the World Series. Like, that'd just be... It's like going all the way like a 20-inning game. That'd be fun. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook Covenants can also get skin in the game this World Series with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same page for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code JOMBOY. Bet just $1 on any World Series game and win $100 in free bets if either team gets a hit. That's promo code JOMBOY at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the 2021 World Series. Must be 21 must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Major League Baseball trademarks and copyrights are used with permission of Major League Baseball. Visit MLB.com. Or in Indiana, 1-800-9 with it. We will never forget you, Indiana. We, we now welcome on Danny King, Ad Reed, Danny King, Weatherman, Danny, Danny King, uh, you know, Sharp, Danny King. And we welcome on Mickey. That's not his name. <laughs> Mickey. Mickey, Mickey. Mouse. That's Mikey the it. dog. Well, we won. The Giants won last week, so Mikey is now a part of the preview show. And Justin has actually said, 
if we win next week, he'll be on the show next week. And if we lose, he's going to sacrifice Mikey. <laughs> I need to apologize to Danny King. Oh, yes. Let's get this apology before uh, we get to the last segment of the show. Oh, so, before the game last week, I was ready to call for Danny King's job. I was calling for, frankly, I, I, I was calling for Danny King's job. I felt raindrops. I was walking in my Talking Giants draft hoodie with my sunglasses on, my prescription sunglasses. And I felt rain, and I was like, Danny King said it's going to be sunny, no rain, no chance of rain. And I, 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 I included an expletive in a video that I posted on social media. I said, I'm, I'm pissed at Danny King. And then the sun came out eventually, and it was beautiful, and it was a beautiful day. So, Danny King, I apologize for calling for your weatherman job. I was wrong. Oh, Bad guy. Yeah. It happens to the best of us. There's always doubts in the weather community that they think we don't have everyone's best interests at heart. But this is the hardcore job. I put in the time and effort to read these models every Sunday or Thursday, whenever we rec- it's a Thursday. So I, I accept your apology. It's it's, it's hard. It's a hard hard nosed job. You're a good man. Why don't you Thank get you. to the job? What's the weather like in Kansas City this week? This Monday night in Kansas City, it's gonna be cloudy. It's going to be a cloudy game for the fans there. There's a small chance for like a drizzle randomly throughout the game, but nothing crazy like a, what's that, a 22 per, 22% uh, precipitation rate. The wind's out of 6 miles per hour. I don't have the directions this week because that's lazy, and who cares about the directions? So it's going to be 46 degrees, uh, 20% chance of rain, and 6 mile per hour winds in 46, Kansas City, Missouri. 46 degrees, that's that's like ice, folks. Um, it's like ice. Any trivia? I do have a trivia question. I'm changing it up this week because, you know, the show is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. I have a trivia question involving the spread. I brought it out. I decided to change it up because all the answers are like Mark Bavaro, Roddy Hampton. It's like, y'all know these answers. So in the series... We never get them right, though. Yeah, but like, those are names that you you could guess and be like, oh, okay, you feel common. In the series between the Chiefs, which has been 14 games, what is the record against the spread whenever the Giants and Chiefs play each other? Is it A, 3-11? B ten and four, C four and ten, D eleven and three, and then E nine and five. So I'm gonna eight. go eleven and three. I'm gonna Justin, go E E nine and five. Oh no, we just lost Mikey. But the answer is indeed D, Bobby. This the Giants and Chiefs are eleven and three against the spread all time. Fun fact: the Giants actually lead the series against the Chiefs eleven to three as well. So if you're going to bet the spread, this is usually the game to do it because they usually cover it pretty often. Don't forget, we beat the Chiefs in 2017. I was at that game. That was one of my all-time favorite games. The Roger Lewis catch. Janoris Jenkins actually playing a game. Snacks Harrison got an interception as well. Doesn't get much better than that. Yeah, that was was such a weird game. All right, time for our fantasy draft. We uh, it's we draft players from the Giants and the team they're playing to you know preview some matchups. I will be drafting first, Dan will be drafting second, and Justin will be drafting third, and that's the order of the standings right now. I'm at I'm leading the pack with 293.8 points. Had a bad week last week because uh, Sterling Shepard not playing with 14.2 total. Danny, after a 42 point outing, is 1.4 points behind me. 1.4. So whoever wins out of us two this week is the leader. Um, next week. So you know I've had I've held the crown for a couple weeks, and you know I'm gonna keep it. And Justin uh, had a decent outing, 22.6. He's 82 points back. So he's gained ground the last couple of weeks on the leader, but still pretty far out. All right, I'm going first, and I'm going Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. He gets the most yards, the most mm-hmm. touchdowns, the most catches on the Chiefs. He's the, the best player. He's the best player on the field uh, on Sunday. That's not named Patrick Mahomes. It's. I mean, I, I don't need to go into too much detail on this. Tyreek Hill is my first pick. Yeah. Did it, Would have any of you else... Would any of would either one of you guys taken like Travis Kelsey? Uh, no. If 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 I was first, it would have been Tyree Kill. Okay. Because I went into it like thinking like maybe Kelsey will be it, and then I looked at the stats and like nope, it's definitely Tyree Kill. Yeah, it, it, it's always Tyree Kill one. But number two is going to be Travis Kelsey. Taking Travis Kelsey with the second pick, I think he can eat this Giants defense alive if he so chose. They don't have the best of linebackers. Travis Kelsey is a freak of nature. He's a reliable target for Patrick Hooks. Like, you guys talked about, like, like Tyreek Hill, if he's lined up against Adore Jackson, Adore's had his way with Tyreek. And Tyreek, every once in a while, some games, he just doesn't put up points. It's like it happens, like, once or twice this year. He'll probably put up points this week. But Travis Kelsey will be the second pick. Justin, you got back-to-back picks. 
Sterling Shepard. Okay. Barring no. a another last minute game time decision, game time workout that goes wrong, um, he's going to be the best fantasy option for the Giants. So I'm taking him. You know, certainly uh, Darius Slayton may actually has the potential of a of a big touchdown, but uh, Sterling Shepard is just the safest pick. And at this point in the season, I need to go with the safe bets. And I'm also going to go. Um, Darrell Williams. Damn it. Oh, Chiefs, I was hoping uh, I could freaking get Darrell Williams to snake back to me. Chiefs starting running back. Um, you know, he had 21 carries, 60 yards, two touchdowns last week. Um, or, excuse me, against Washington. Tennessee, he didn't do much because they kind of got blown out. But he's the starting running back for the Chiefs, and I think it just makes the most sense at this point. I feel like they he could have a really big game, Darrell Williams. I think they might try and run the ball a ton. Um, and the Giants can be so focused on stopping the big plays in the past that they might give him up. So I, I was really hoping I could snake Darrell back. I had him I had him um, third on my big board. My top three were all Chiefs, and I had Shep fourth. Just, Danny, who's your second pick? So I'm operating under the impression that we will not see Saquon Barkley. If we do see Saquon Barkley, then I might just cry because this just completely screws me. I will be taking Devontae Booker with my pick. Because the Chiefs, their defense ranks 27. Devontae Booker had a solid week last week. He got 13.5 points. And what got me closer to you, Bobby, was that garbage time touchdown Devontae Booker scored against the Carolina Panthers defense. So maybe Devontae Booker can get me another touchdown this week against the Chiefs front. That's nothing special. I think Devontae can get some good runs out of them. So Devontae Booker is my uh, second pick. Saquon Barkley, I want you to play, but like, don't play if you know what I mean. Like, you get yeah, he's not going to play. Okay. Um... All right, I had Booker six on the big board. I'm going with who I have fifth on the big board with my sixth pick, Mecole Hardman. He's their second wide receiver. I mean, who would you rather take, the Giants' second wide receiver, Evan Ingram? I don't think so. But I will be taking the Giants' second wide receiver with my third pick and Darius Slayton. I should have taken Slayton second, you know, to do the show I have faith in the Giants, which I usually live by. But I was like, you know, let me stick to the big board. And talk about how I got my value guy here. So so I will say, good job, guys. You know, there's been seven picks. My top seven guys on the big board are off the board. Boom. Boom. Danny, pick Just three. like that. Um, wow. This is... Oh, you know what? Um, I, I'm kind of... You know what? I think I'm going to do it. Give me, like, one second just to fact check myself right here. Do, 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 do. Uh, yes, Dante Pettis. Give me Dante Pettis. Uh, Galladay will be out, so it'll probably be Shep, Slayton, and I would assume Pettis will get a good chunk of wide receiver reps, and he was... That's what worries me about picking Pettis, though, is because Shep is going to be back, and Shep will be the yeah. slot wide receiver that they're going to put... Dante, like, John Ross will will get the majority of those reps now. Um, Interesting. You know, I said it, though. It's been running down. It's, it's That's the rule of law around here. Dante Pettis had, did me... Right last week in the fantasy draft, so I'm gonna I'm gonna ride with my boy Dante Pettis again this week. All right, Justin, final two picks. Demarcus Robinson. I think you flip a coin sometimes between him and Hardman on who's wide receiver two, but you know definitely you know the top three wide receivers in this Chiefs offense are Tyreek Hill, uh, McCole Hardman, who um, a lot of the fantasy community has been hard on uh, the last couple of years, but he's always disappointed. Demarcus Robinson's up. kind of like more of a boring pick. Was that a funny joke? I and uh. Up. I screwed up. How did you screw up? I forgot to put Demarcus Robinson on the big board. Oh, no. I might have well, went all the wide receivers and went Hardman and Robinson and just like took my chances like someone's going to go off. Well, guess what? Ah, that's so frustrating. I would have taken I like Robinson DeMarcus over Robinson. Darius Slayton. I would have taken Michael Hardman and Demarcus Robinson. Well, there you go. I, I got it. You failed. Congrats. What is the line? You played yourself. Um, you played yourself. So it's either between Blake Bell or one of the Giants' uh, tight ends. Um, now, Blake Bell is the backup tight end for the Chiefs, and is the curse going to continue? I don't think it's continued ever since we started picking these backup tight ends to score touchdowns. Screw it. Evan Ingram, I believe, in the Giants. Ingram's the smart pick there. I mean, um, they don't use Blake Bell. No, know? they don't. It'd be one, one thing if they use two tight yards. ends. They don't. They don't use Blake Bell. So no. Evan Ingram is the is the smart choice there. All right, Danny, final pick. It's so unfortunate. I was about to take him. Um, you know this is wow. a big. This is a big. Uh, Danny takes Evan Ingram draft. 
Yeah, that, that, that screamed Evan Ingram right there. Literally just screamed it at me. <laughs> um, no, screw it up. My boy Kyle Rudolph did some things last week. He should have had a touchdown. I'm just kidding. His, foot, his big ass foot stepped out. Give right. me Kyle Rudolph. In honor of National Tight End Day, that was last week. I'm going to take Kyle Rudolph again. I, did I take him last week? I wish Jonathan Social did. Media would stop pushing Kyle Rudolph content at us. We don't like yeah, him. If they, show his ki- if they show his kids one more time, I'm going to be annoyed. Oh, and they mic'd him up last week. It's like, dude, we don't we don't like you. We don't like him. All right, final pick. The big board would say Byron Pringle. Part of me wants to say John Ross because if he might be the Giants, you know, number three wide receiver this week, and the Chiefs are undisciplined, and Ross could, you know, he have a big game. And then part of me wants to go would be like, all right, we'll use their backup running back, Clyde Edwards Lair out. They're going to do some more two-back stuff. And then part of me wants to say Elijah Penny because I'm like, you know what? Elijah Penny might get a touchdown this game. You know, uh, pound it in type thing. And they, they Penny's been getting totes. Who would you guys go? Noah Gray. I thought about it just for the Duke gang connection. <laughs> um, if it wasn't so close, you could. You know what? Let me get and John Ross. Fair. I think I like that's, that. that's that's logic mixed with you know big playability. So you know I'm mixing the two. So I'm going John Ross. All right. To recap, I have Tyreek Hill, Miko Hardman, Darius Slayton, John Ross, Danny. You have Travis Kelsey, Devontae Booker, Dante Pettis, Kyle Rudolph, Justin. You have Sterling Shepard, Daryl Williams, Demarcus Robinson, and Evan Ingram. I think Let's I have the best team this week. I'm going to tell you what. Well, we'll see who wins. Um, we'll see who's be in first place after next week. I'm really excited. To, I hope it's close. I hope it's like a we get like a two point difference, whatever it is, because a two point difference will make you know if you win by two points, Danny, you'll be in first place. I want to whatever it is. I want it to be close. Gotta have a close finish. Um, so Pringle's gonna get a touchdown, and Elijah Penny's gonna rush it, and they're gonna make McKinnon play over uh Daryl Williams. All right, Giant Factor. I get the first pick because I get the first pick this week. Talked about it briefly in the open. I don't think our edge wish rushers are going to win versus their tackles. I don't know how we're going to stop Travis Kelsey. We might be able to slow down Tyreek Hill, but slowing down Tyreek Hill might be mean 55, 60 yards. But here is one battle I want. I, I, I have confidence in, in what needs to be done. Leonard Williams, you need to eat their interior offensive line. This is, you know, we talk, uh, we've been giving you your praises, but you get paid big money. This is a big time game, uh, Leonard Williams, and you've been a part of, so, you know, you've been a big factor in the Giants' win. So be a Giant factor. You need to eat versus their interior offensive line. That's the only position battle. That's the only battle I feel confident on defense this week is Leonard Williams versus interior, their interior offensive line. So do it. Win. You have to win, 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 win your reps. And maybe you don't get a bunch of sacks, but if you are affecting, Patrick Mahomes constantly I'm going to be happy. And that, that is, you know, that is the path to winning this game is affecting Patrick Mahomes. Cause you're not going to be able to stop Kelsey in the zone. You're not going to be able to stop Tyreek Hill in the zone, but you can affect Patrick Mahomes. So Leonard Williams, you are my week eight Monday night football giant factor. And you know what? They're going to do the side by side with Aaron Donald. So if you play good, people are going to be really happy. If you play bad, they're going to be really mad. It's coming. It will be a side by side on Monday night football. So Leonard Williams, Bring the heat. I like it. I like it a lot. Danny, you have the second pick for Giant Factor this week. I do have the second pick for Giant Factor. And, I, and I've been here kind of struggling, deciding who do I want to decide. And you know what? I decided because this man last week came in. He was, uh, forgot how he was ended up. I believe he was quiet either off waivers or he was signed to Howard. That's not my job to know. I'm going to go Benardrick McKinney because I feel like he's going to see an increased role this week. He had, a, he had some solid plays last week for the Giants. And let's be honest, linebacker's not that great of a spot right now. Reggie Raglan gets the job done, and Tate Crowder, he, he's got some bad looks here now and again. And Tate Crowder, I think, more the pass-it-down type guy. You could have Benardrick McKinney in there probably more for maybe the, the Russian downs. I think Benardrick McKinney could really help out this linebacker duo and attempt to try and fill the hole left by Blake Martinez. So Benardrick McKinney, go out there, have a game. Maybe bump into Travis Kelsey every once in a while, maybe throw him off his route. I think Benardrick McKinney could be a serious help to this defense and get, take the pressure off Tate Crowder's shoulders because he probably feels like he has to be the end-all, be-all for this defense right now. So, Benardrick McKinney, I don't know how much you're going to play, but when you're out there, be the giant factor. Mikey and I, we've been discussing heavily the last couple minutes 
And he was a runner-up giant factor last week. I'm going to go with Darius Slayton. We're kind of back to that 2020 mode of without Tony, without Galde, without Saquon Barkley. Darius Slayton's probably going to get the CB1 treatment while Sterling Shepard is largely lining up in the slot or whether they want to put Dante Pettis in the slot, Shepard goes outside, whatever. Largely, Darius Slayton is the biggest threat on the wide receiver corpse right now for the Giants that could produce a big play. Go out and be big play Slay. In a year where a lot of people are doubting you, in a year where I'm even doubting you, you know, you are worse than the NFL creating yards after the catch per reception. Get a ball this weekend, find a way to get some wide receiver separation, break some tackles, create a big play, whether it is just by catching a ball on the sideline and maybe doing a little bit of a back shoulder thing like you did last year, find a way to produce big plays. I would love if you can have one where we haven't seen in a long time where you can get a yards after the catch. Remember that 2019 Jets game where he takes a slant and go? Be a giant factor, Darius Slayton. Be big play slay. We really need it this weekend to produce those explosive plays. Darius Slayton, giant factor. I think that was Justin's most inspired, longest giant factor ever. That was beautiful. Because uh, I talked with Mikey about it. He mm. he told me all those talking points. Yeah, and Mikey's like, I don't want to die. So we need we need, <laughs> we need these guys to inspire the yeah. team. All right, spread picks. Um, Justin, you are really bad at this. You went three and five. Well, my, <laughs> me, Justin, and the listeners all went three and five last week. But Justin's just like, he loses every single week. You know, he's 21 and 34. The listeners... The listeners actually have, aren't as bad as their record it says. You know, they're 25 and 30. But they had a 1 and 7 week that just kind of like... To the second week, they went 1 and 7, I think. Um, they'll be represented by Lat Me, who is Matt Lee from Patreon this week. Uh, I, I, I am at 31 and 24. And Danny... I, I, hate, I hate to give Danny King any credit. But Danny wins every week. He went 5 and 3 last week. He is 35 and 20 on the year. Like, if you are an actual gambler, like, I would be taking Danny's picks because he wins every single week. I'm um, leaning back right now because it's too easy. I'm, I'm just having fun out here. I'm going to go 1-7 and seven this week. I'm going to All right, we got Thursday Night Football. I'm really excited for this one, even though the, the Packers are without some of their wide receivers due to the vid. We got Packers at Cardinals. Cardinals, 6.5-point favorites at home. Listeners are going Cardinals. And I wanted to go Cardinals. But he's like, you know what? Why am I going to give a, a touchdown spread for Aaron Rodgers? Like, no. Even if the Packers don't win this game, they're going to cover. So I'm, uh, I think the Cardinals are going to win, but I think the Pack it'll be like a three point game. So I'm going Packers plus six and a half. Danny, who you got? This is the dilemma I'm having because I was leaning towards picking the Packers, but then obviously no Devontae, no uh, whatever. The, uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Alan Lazard. Uh, Scandal is not going to be there, so they really only have Tanyan. And Aaron Jones, so but the cheese, uh, the Cardinals also just lost JJ Watt for the year, who was playing rather well. Eh, this is this is one of those tough games. Do I bet against Aaron Rodgers? I think I do. I'm going to be taking the Cardinals. Justin Packers plus six and a half. This is one of those lines that just doesn't make sense, so I got to go against it. Damn it! All right, Steelers. <laughs> Steelers at Browns. Uh, Browns uh, minus three and a half at home. Listeners are going Browns minus three and a half. Justin, what are you going? Yeah, just just give it to me first every single time so you know to do the opposite of whatever I bet. Give me Browns minus three and a half. Danny. Uh, man, this is one of those games that uh, could really go out of the way. I'm going to take the Steelers plus three and a half yeah it's a good move i just because I, I just did the opposite <laughs> i'm also taking the steelers i know the steelers aren't like a really good team this year but like they're not like you know they're not god awful and i don't think baker's playing this week either uh so they have a good defense and i, I expect the steelers to at least cover but i i think the steelers are actually going to win this week so i'm just going to Steelers plus three and a half 49ers at bears bears plus four um you know home home underdog <sighs> I'm kind of like I'm. I'm going. I'm going 49ers minus four. Um, and I'm not a 49. I'm not on the 49ers, but I think I'm really off the Bears. Like they are kind of broken right now. Um, and Fields, I don't think is helping. Even though he may not be the the issue, I don't think he's helping the issue. Um, so I'm going 49ers minus four. Uh, Justin, who do you got? Every single game for the rest of the season, because of how bad my my pick'em record is, I'm going to go against the Bears. So uh, give me 49ers minus four. 
You like, should go for the Bears then, because then they would lose. Oh, that is true. Not gonna. But do you already it, said it. You already said it. You Bears, already wrote it down. Listeners, Bears. Yeah. Once I write it, you can say it. But once I write it down, it's final. It's, it's locked in. L- listeners, Bears plus four. Danny, what do you got? Like I, I was kind of tempted to pick the Bears after Justin just picked the 49ers, but like wow, yeah, the Bears are like really, really bad. <laughs> it's kind of comical how bad they are. Uh, <laughs> wow, they just make me laugh at how bad the Bears are. Uh, it's good for us though because that draft pick. Woo! Gotta love to see it. Thank you, Justin. 49ers. Colts or Titans at Colts. Colts are favored by one and a half it's at bizarre. home. Bizarre. Yeah. Like, favored? Now they're they're gonna end up winning this game because we're like we're so like appalled by this, but it's Titans plus one and a half. Listeners went Titans plus one and a half. Are you guys both going Titans plus one and a half? Big yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're, you're stupid if you don't take the Titans plus one and a half. Uh, now clip I'm this you, the Colts are gonna for win. Sunday. Just, yeah, clip I, this for Sunday when the Colts went by like fourteen. Yeah, put the Colts. Put this on your social media page. You know, being you know when after, when they win the game. Um, Jags at Seahawks. Seahawks favored by three at home in the bad game of the week. Oh god! <laughs> uh, the Seahawks were so ugly on on Monday night. Um, I'm going the Jags. Jags plus three. Danny. It speaks volumes that the Seahawks are only uh, three point favorites against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Just show, yeah, they were they were just so bad they couldn't get anything going. I and also no one likes Gino Smith. G, all right, Gino, screw you. Uh, Jaguars plus three. Justin, there's one Twitter account that has like five thousand followers that says Russell Wilson is really bad every single week, and I never. It's so funny. Him. You um, can just say it. It's NYGP. It's the funniest thing he does. It's, yeah, it's just hate for Russell Wilson cracks me up. I love it. Seahawks minus three. Listeners are also going Seahawks minus wow. three. He goes against Eli Manning. That's hey, I, dude, I'm it's, it's <laughs> I, the NYG Pete hate for Russell Wilson cracks me up. Like it's also look, how many times I look uh, forward to it every time. On an unrelated note, because he also tweeted this out recently. How many I hope times he clips this and tweets it? By the way, I, how many times do people need to say, "Oh, you need to go somewhere"? Okay, go ahead. How many times do people need to say that Eli made Odell Beckham Jr. before You're it trolling. becomes before it becomes like okay, we get it, like you don't need to say it. Like I when saw you somebody stop, when you stop get, when when we stop when they stop getting the reaction out of everybody else, then that's yeah. when it'll stop. If I if I want to tweet that'll get three hundred likes right now, I will tweet that out. But tweet test it. it, you won't. No, test I, it. you're right, I won't. Tweet it. Tweet it, Danny. Won't you? T- uh, no, it's I don't. I, want, want, I, I don't I, even want us tweeting that. Washington I want to get three hundred likes anyway. Broncos minus three. Um, I'm going Washington plus three. Justin, who do you got? Yeah, I fell for the Broncos. Uh, I'm out on the Broncos. Yeah, I, f- I fell for it. Um, but apparently it's a thing that they do every... It's Apparently it's a thing that Teddy Bridgewater does every single year early in the year. So give me Washington plus three. What, what have they been doing? Are they good? Are they okay, Washington? I know they're not good. Teddy Bridgewater sucks. No, I'm talking about um, Washington as a team. Oh, yeah, I don't know what their deal is. What, what, is, got, like, what is happening with them? <laughs> They have the worst defense in the NFL right now. They were supposed to be the number one, and they have the worst. It makes no go, sense. Go figure. Listeners are going Washington. Danny, are you agreeing with the with the crowd? And they're saying we lost the Chase Young Bowl. That's cute. I'm just kidding. Chase Young could be good. Oh, uh, yeah, I'll but take Washington. Actually, I'd rather have Andrew Thomas. Yeah. Oh, no, 100%. Give, give me Andrew No, yeah. The uh, Broncos are imposters. Pat Shermer's a fraud. Teddy Bridgewater, fraud. Vangio, fraud. Fraud, all y'all. Fraud. Whoa. So you're going Washington? Yes, yes. That was my long way to speak. <laughs> take Washington. <laughs> All right. Oh, no. There it is. All right. And I think the camera was on him the entire time. I'm so hoping it was. And I was not saying a single word because I wanted everybody to see it. Last game of the week. Cowboys at Vikings. Vikings plus one and a half. Cowboys are favored on the road. Listeners went Cowboys minus one and a half. Danny, what are you going? Does Dak play? That's the big question. That's the big question what? of the hour. Is it like are they people saying like they should like Dak's like dependent on like his uh, calf or whatever he has that like he? I have not heard that at all. I, guess I thought. Been... I thought. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Uh, I'm gonna Justin the big Kirk Cousins guy, or at least he was. I don't know his stance on Kirk Cousins. Oh, I, I'm still. A, I'm all back in on the Vikings. You're still back all in on the Vikings, so I can tell where you're going with your pick. And this could be rather unfortunate for me on Sunday Night Football. <laughs> But I will be taking the Minnesota Vikings plus one in that plus one. Justin, man, 
bad takes we had about Mike Zimmer getting fired because the Vikings are going to the playoffs this year. Vikings plus one and a half. I'm kind of backing on the Vikings too. I oh, think. Oh no. I think their offense is real deal. I mean, they have right, this a is lot awesome. of good players on their on their offense right now. You know, and it's like they're making Kirk Cousins so much better than the trash he is. Um, <laughs> and I think the Cowboys are just kind of due for a letdown, and this is the kind of game the Cowboys would lose is to the Vikings. Coming off a bye. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm I'm a big, like, coming off a bye isn't good for you. No, I agree. Like, we, we talk about rest and preparation, but it's like you look at the result. It seems like every team loses after their bye. Yep. Um. All right. Danny, what is your score prediction for Giants at Chiefs on Monday Night Football? Hey, you know what? Good for the Giants. They beat the Panthers. They beat on a bad team. They made Sam Darnold see ghost. And the Chiefs, they're, they're not the best of teams right now. But they're still the Kansas City Chiefs, and this is a perfect game for the Chiefs to have that bounce-back game. The Chiefs are going to win, but I'll be honest. like I'm doing like a wink here because there, there's a part of me that's saying the Giants are going to win. And the Giants have played well on Monday Night Football in recent years. They've kept games close. If I wrong, last year at least last year they did. Don't come, don't come at me. I think they're like one and eight in their last nine on Monday okay. Night Football. Okay, they kept it close though. They kept it close though last year. All right, kept it close though last year. I'll save myself before anything else. Dumb. Uh, Chiefs win, uh, thirty-five to seventeen. Justin, twenty-seven seventeen Chiefs. It's Monday Night Football going to be one of those nights be one of those days chiefs are going down the narratives are going to be true we're going to we are going to have a good game all around we're going to be singing patrick graham's praises we're going to have people being like well do we bring jason garrett back yeah, i don't know has joe judge won this team back is joe is joe judge the goat again daniel jones say what now Say what now? This is a big game for Daniel Jones. It just feels like a big game because he's played. He's had a good season. If he does this on Monday Night Football versus the Chiefs, it's gonna be a big suck my Daniel Jones bleep fest. Like just suck it, just suck it. The world can suck it, and it's always talking Giants versus the world. And is the Giants versus the world on Monday Night Football, right in Lewis Riddick's mouth, right in front of Eli Manning, saying that's my guy. That's that guy that I trained year one. Giant 77, Chief Zero will be back on Tuesday with the Giants Victory Podcast. I feel it. I feel it. I freaking feel it. I really do. I just do. I feel it. We'll see you on Tuesday. Enjoy your weekends. Enjoy watching Sunday football without the Giants. We'll see you. But until then, let's go Big Blue.